I wonder what the poor people are doing. I like it when you visit San Francisco because it gives you a chance to be disabused of your mini the myths you carry around about this. There's city. no myth. If anything, this trip has proven every point that I've had. I've seen. You know, we went. We flew into the right airport this time, and uh, well, the right terminal. It's the the JetBlue uh, terminal. So it's mm. not. It's not the regular airport. It's the other one. Right. The international. Oh, the international terminal. Yeah. Oh, no that food is there. Nice. No food there. It used to have a lot more food. It's clean. It's very clean. <laughs> it's. Uh, it can be a little confusing because it has two sides. Which confuse people sometimes, but it's much, much The left cleaner. side and the right side. One goes left, one goes right. So, so what? It's not like going to LA. That's all I'm going to say. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't say anything too soon. But um, it's not dirty like <laughs> right. other airports. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> not the same kind of dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're here in San Francisco. We're finally sitting across Woo! from the table again. Here, can we, say where we're, can we say where we are, Chris? We're in the... Uh, see, and you always make fun of... There's other people here when I talk to other people. You brought your helpers, hey, hey, your hey, handlers. Just a second. Let me... Can we get the drum riser another uh, 16th of an inch? <laughs> there, are, there is a drum One set here. One 16th of an inch. It's not rocket science. <laughs> okay, thanks. We're here in San Francisco at the New Relic, New Relic Studios. Can we say that? Is there a name for it other than that? You just named it. New Relic Studios. And uh, they have a, an amazing new podcasting setup here. Merlin and I are... Sitting here at the little round table with a dramatic lighting. Did you think Chris Kelly by name? Chris Kelly. Who is C- are you C Kelly on Twitter? Or uh, Chris no, Kelly? Amateur human. <laughs> amateur human on Twitter. All right. Oh, do you normally take notes like that? Merlin? What? When you're writing down there, is that normal for you during Mainly I draw these little circles. Try my pen. It's very it's is this a new No, it's not new. It's just it's very here you go. You, you may use this. It's is very this clean. It's very little. It's clean enough. The, the part you're touching is clean. Whoa, this is what is this? It's a zero zero five. It's very little. You can read it out if you want. Pigma Micron zero zero five number one archival ink for acid free environment. Micropigment ink for waterproof and fade proof lines. It has a little award, some kind of award it won. Yeah, Palm Door. This is very nice. I can. Yeah. Amazing things they have up in San Francisco. What else do I have? I got that. I got a purple pen. I got very fans. Very beautiful offices here at New Relic. It really is. I mean, like, like really, really nice. Like you were saying when, when you were they in here. They have a coffee bar. They have a coffee bar with a, you know, barista and everything in there. And uh, when we came in, or barista, as you say. And uh, we came in yeah. and you said, this is what Dan's talking about whenever he says San Francisco. This is it. Yeah. When D- Dan's fantastic, <laughs> like, like absolutely inaccurate idea of what it's like to live in San Francisco is really typified by the over-the-top opulence and high-techness of this particular office, which is not like a lot of the city. Is it, be honest, Chris, is it? Uh, we're, no, not like the rest Chris of is in a high position here. He cannot talk about poop. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, I did, finally, I stepped over poop this morning like you always told oh, me I, I would. I, I Where's this bell? bell? There's no bell. The bell. Yeah, so, so can, you, can you describe it to me? We're coming out of your hotel? We're coming out of the hotel and walking up uh, and, and it looked like it, it, it was not poop that had been placed there. It was poop that had been taken off the shoe and scraped off the shoe onto the side of the sidewalk. You got second order poop. <laughs> Is that the term for it? Is that the local term? Yeah, it's term? called the second system effect. It's a uh, mythical mammoth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it had that, which was always nice. I'm just, I'm so glad you get the full immersive experience. Yeah. Have you had people stop on the sidewalk for no reason and stand there? Yes. Yes. Welcome. There was a, uh, there was a woman, sort of a short, stout woman in, what do they call those, um, 
it's it's the jacket and it's filled it's filled with down and it has sort of the oh the hand grenade effect yeah <laughs> yeah like the Michelin Man style like, it's a puffy jacket and she was uh, <laughs> she was wearing a pink puffy jacket and she, and and she was just sort of taking husky small little steps and went in front and, Dan's, and just sort Dan's of stu- at, well, acting like he's walking like a sentinel right yeah, now and just stopped <laughs> it's you know so. what it is it's like a city of cats you know where cats will suddenly need to be in a different room and the you don't know cats? why yes absolutely <laughs> didn't that start come here? sit on your lap yeah. no no i think you're thinking of new york city um but uh no people just stop for no reason but anyway it's not i'm glad you're here yeah I, i'm not sure why you're here uh but i'm glad you're here I'm um, so glad to be here. You're setting up infrastructure. You're meeting with people. Yeah. You're probably going to have some meals. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? <sighs> I don't know. I know you've thought about it. Well, I have a couple options, but okay. Chris is a connoisseur of food and he's probably going to give us some additional suggestions. You calling him fat? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying he, he sounds kind of like a euphemism. <laughs> he likes to eat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's this lady on the sidewalk in a pink jacket. She was a connoisseur of food. <laughs> No, I asked him last night. I said, you know, I want, I want to get some food. And he had a list of like 30, 40 different places, which all sounded really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely places. Uh, this, this area gets a little, uh, it gets a little slow at night. This one here? Yeah. Here and into the financial district. It's kind Feedy? of at about, hmm? Feedy? Hmm? Feedy? Is that what it's called? Feedy? Don't you guys have the bowl here? The big bowl of people? All... I think I think of New York City. Okay. Okay. Um, but if you get down by the Statue of Liberty anytime after yeah, seven, yeah. basically. No, it's just that everybody goes home. People work for a living right, here, and then they, they go home. Mm-hmm. Even the even the McDonald's closed. Really? Mm-hmm. My daughter and I come here on the weekends sometimes. It's hard to find a muffin. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> you have to ask her. <laughs> How's she doing, by the way? School going well? School's going great. Yeah. It's going great. Top of the class. Yeah, really? Doing letters. Um, other letters. Did I tell you that Cash is in a Spanish immersion school now? Oh, okay. Bueno. Yeah. Muy bueno. Yeah, no, I, I, you did tell me about this, and I, I find the whole idea of immersion programs really uh, terrifying. Yeah. Is it really immersive? I mean, do they, like, ref- like if he has a medical problem, do they refuse to speak English? <laughs> right. Not, no English. <laughs> no English. En español. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, apparently it's like they'll say something in Spanish, and then if you don't understand it, you can say, huh, and then they say it in English. I don't know. But uh, there, are no, there are no do-overs in español. No. Yeah. But they, uh, he goes in there, and I, I, the, when we walk in the class, when I'm dropping them off, the teacher says, buenos dias. So I think there's a lot of that, I think. But when they give instruction, I think the instruction is given in, in inglés. Have you had any lice? You, we talked about this. this no, I'm season, terrified this of This season, of you of haven't it. had any? Not personally. I think there's been some incidents at our, at our school. With you? Are well, you, you know, worried they send that? Out? No, 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 no. I think I scare them off. The, um, <laughs> you do. But you know, letter. You look at your hair, too. It's great. Thank you. Do you have any product in it, or is this just... No, I didn't even wash it today. I just rinsed it. Yeah, I just want—I wanted to have some body. Doesn't it look different from last time? It was Thank so you. short last time. Thank you. Now it's sort of almost brushy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it looks good, and you look good. You look good. Is that shirt vintage? <laughs> I've had it for almost two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. What's under it? What's under it? Anything special? It's purple. Yeah, it's a purple shirt. Just purple. No, 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 letters. no big four. Or no, 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 no. You don't have to prove it. I'll prove it to you. Okay. Oh. Okay. It says, it says Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, this is my daughter's birthday party the other day. That's right. Oh, nice. She ate all the chocolate. <laughs> so she's uh, she's wearing some kind of sheriff hat. Mm-hmm. It was at a place with animals. Oh, Dan, you would have loved this place. <laughs> they had pony rides. There were goats. She's adorable. Thank you. You can you can buy goat food to feed the goats. The goats just stick their heads right. You walk by and there's goats there. 
You you would love. I this like place. they they do a lot of licking those goats. <laughs> Got a lot of licking. To <laughs> Whatever do. you put in front of them, they will they will lick that. You know the problem is you can habituate a goat. If you get a goat too comfortable, <laughs> you can habituate a goat. Well, goats will learn. And if I they feel l- like there's a show topic coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just check. Hang on. Let me just, just get a minute here. <clears throat> Dan. <laughs> But like you go to the zoo, in yeah. our case, you go to the zoo, yeah. you go to the petting zoo uh-huh. and you buy, I think the goats understand that the machines make food, hand food, right? They're habituated. Right. Right. And in this place, it's nothing but goat feeding in this place. Mm-hmm. There's not a like, there's never like a, like a surprise punch in the nose or something. Like it's always food. <laughs> yeah. It's always food. Yeah. So you, there's a lot of licking. I don't think you'd like it at all. Well, the last time I was at one of those places, um, they, uh, you know, they give you, they just, you have to buy it at the front. They don't have machines. You buy it at the front and you walk around with a little paper bag and I don't like to to come in like contact. a wino <laughs> yeah except with goat food in it and there was uh they had goats and they also had llamas and things like that yeah. and i don't like getting too close to the llama and so i was trying to i thought if i put the bag toward its muzzle that it would muzzle into the bag but instead <laughs> pulled the bag out of my hand and it ate the entire bag and <laughs> the food in it and the whole thing did it do it to anyone else <laughs> i think everyone else was okay letting it lick right out of their i don't hands. want to be judgy but i think part of the concern is that you think you you can control a llama i think a llama knows that situation it's like fighting a frat boy yeah, i think the llama right. knows that situation a lot better than you mm-hmm. i like feeding animals i think it's fun do you yeah but then ones you know, you know or ones you don't know well you know it's the ones you don't know that you gotta worry you about. gotta mix it up you know if you want to keep do it. you have any pets your daughter started to ask for any pets yes what is she asking? We talked for? about this. She wants she wants an animal, but I'm well. What's is she getting specific yet? Yeah, I mean, I think like she... like a woman in her late twenties, they start to realize what they really want. Yeah, so she um, mm, <laughs> I think she'd really like to have a dog, but I'm not I'm not willing to commit to that. The, the, Dan, this is not what people tune in for. This is exactly. I think <sighs> our best shows the ones we do in in person that you don't prepare for. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna have to write that down. <laughs> don't prepare for Dan. You didn't bring any note cards? I do. I just have them in my pocket. I didn't take them out. I, I don't like to Do you have your satchel you. with you? I got my satchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought all kinds of things. And then they, they gave us coffee here at, yeah. the, at the Built to Purpose Coffee Bar. Yeah. It's called, there's a name. It's called Nerdvana is the name of their coffee shop. Not open to the public. No. Hmm. And you have to have a, did you, you didn't get to experience this. The way they have the elevators in this building, uh, you, you have a card that allows you to get to whatever floor. So you have to. You're issued a card mm-hmm. if you're coming here. Like, I'm coming here for a few days, so they issue me a card. You swipe the card in front of the card reader on the elevator, and the elevator then assign the system assigns you to a specific elevator that will take you just to the floor that you've, you're authorized to go to. Wow. Yeah. That, that, is, that is some serious technology. It's AI. You got security. You got AI. You got scalability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got enterprise. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel envious if you get on the elevator with somebody and they go to a floor that needs a card and you don't? Then you don't, yeah. I feel envious or a sometimes. Key. Yeah. Like an actual key that you have to... Yeah, yeah. and mm. I think... Yeah, it's probably not that great up there. No, I think it is great. It probably is! It is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go to the fitness club, just walk around. Yeah. Eat ice. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so flying, I flew here. You flew... I don't understand how you can do all this flying. You've really... You've, you've turned a corner. Yeah, I have turned a corner and all I didn't, I was, I made sure I uh, had a giant water bottle because now I can't drink the water in there. I had coffee before I got on because I can't drink the coffee because the coffee is made with the water. Well, so well, I had to well, get well, my well, own coffee. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What, what is wrong with the water? Have you heard, did you read something? Well, we, yeah. What was it that we read about the tank? Uh, That's from the frequency. We haven't done it yet, pot- right? Potability? We did last week. All right. So apparently, so will I find this in, Hattie, in the show notes? Yeah. 
Hold on, because this is important. This would be so. It was episode one forty six, Doctor Ridley Scott. <laughs> uh, okay, here it is. Well, for those of you who haven't tuned in lately, Dan and I, for some reason, the inexplicable reason, we've been talking a lot lately about travel and uh, some of the the psychic pain of travel and ways to uh, ameliorate that. And this is all new to me. Is it a potability issue? A random sampling of 327 unnamed domestic and international aircraft caused a stir in 2004 when some water samples tested positive for your favorite in Merlin, E. coli, one strain of which is the leading cause of food poisoning in the U.S. Coffee and tea are brewed on board with such water and don't typically reach hot enough temperatures to kill E. coli. When bottled water runs out, some planes have been known to fill flyers glasses from the the tank. Oh, not the tank. Okay, and here's what it says. One British Airways crew member confessed to the London-based Times that in those cases, the crew first had to wait for any cloudy, quote-unquote, floating stuff to oh. settle out. And onboard tanks are small to limit their weight, so planes sometimes refill at foreign airports where water standards can be questionable. So you can't drink the water that's served on the plane unless they bring it out in a bottle. You can't drink... <laughs> You've got to stop watching the film. You can't. I did watch it again before the trip. <laughs> okay. So, so just anything that comes out of like a tap. Yeah. You probably don't even want to wash your hands, right? Because even that water okay, has so probably been in the, the dilemma the of, the, of the water and washing your hands. Okay. If you, if you don't wash your hands, then you're, you're touching the doorknobs, you're touching the things on the way, and you're even touching the arms of your seat. Yes. Before you can get to the hand gel so you got to bring the hand gel with you I as see. a preparation how bad is that water i don't know are you actually making your hands dirtier by not washing your hands you have to ask yourself do you trust your e coli or or their e coli right. can you get sick from your own e coli you should probably i don't know uh, i say yes touch doorknobs and bite your nails for like a week before you travel just to try and get your resistance up yeah, a little bit yeah. but i guess all you i could, need is a flu shot you could you know i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> you should get um, maybe some hand sanitizer on a necklace, like a nice pendant, mm-hmm. maybe with uh, it's kind of a modern design. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to the restroom, maybe as you're as you're uh, decanting, <laughs> you could shoot an arc of hand sanitizer up into the air, yeah. and in a Jackie Chan like yeah, way, they yeah. quickly respond by finishing your business, and your hands will be right in place like to that. capture the the resulting uh, sanitizer. Mm-hmm. That's a start. What's worse than looking at one of those hand sanitizers on the wall and you're like, oh, good, they got one of those. And you plan your day around it being there and then it's empty when you get there. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. You know, it's really the whole thing of like why I just, you know what, we're doing the thing again. That's I, I, why I just don't want to touch anything in the bathroom, including this thing. Because when do people touch? You know, we've already talked about this. We've already talked about this. But see, now you got me thinking about it again. Anyway, so I flew. So you brought your own water. And I didn't use anything in that seat back compartment. Like you told me not to. I didn't use anything in Good, there. good. Did you get a special built-to-purpose bag for that? No, I just avoided it completely. Mm. I just avoided it. I didn't drink the water. I didn't drink the coffee. And it sounds like you did pretty well, though. Yeah, I was low stress. How did you get to the bottle? Did you have to touch anything to get to the bottle? Well, the bo- And here's something that I got a... So I got a big... The big bottle. Bought the big bottle. Mm-hmm. And then we had to set the bottle on, on the floor of the plane so Ooh. that contaminated the bottle mm-hmm. on the bottom of the bottle You're gonna get up up contamination from and that. then later when i was done i was like well there's still two-thirds if not more of the bottle left because it was one of those big icelandic icelandia ones mm-hmm. and i was like well i'm not gonna throw this away because the hotel is gonna give you you know one bottle one complimentary bottle that's not it or but two you have to maybe. bring the infected bottle into the infected room right and i don't want to walk i'm not walking around trying to get a cab with the bottle so I had to put that into my suitcase. Can I get a ride for me and my half bottle right. of water? And so now the whole suitcase is contaminated with whatever was in the bottom of the bottle. Anyway. I just don't even want to think about the, the, the floor of that plane. 
Like anything, anything you drop on the floor of a plane, I think it's just gone. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. You know, if you lost something, like looks like you dropped your retainer or something. Oh my God. Can you imagine? What would you do? Just have bad teeth. Is what I, you'd have. Yeah, you'd have bad teeth. Yeah. Did you have a retainer? No, thank you. I, um, I didn't. I had a double crown. I had one tooth growing behind another tooth. I had it removed. I'm sorry, I'm making a, a, a noise, a smacking noise to show Dan where my tooth used to be. I had a tooth right here. I had to clear it out. Like you had an extra? Mm-hmm. I had an extra freak tooth. I had an extra tooth just like this one behind that one. It's called a double crown. Really? Uh-huh. How Other than they, that, I have perfect teeth. No you're cav- like a shark no cavities. with multiple layers of teeth. I am in that sense, in the sense that it, until I had sense. that, until that, I had that removed, I in did every have, sense. thank you, I had multiple, <laughs> multiple rows of teeth. Um, Is this a show? <laughs> have we started the show? I'm just thinking about the water thing. You know, I kind of just feel like I, I, the more I, I, the more I learn, mm-hmm. the less I want to know. <laughs> Like, are you happy now that you know about the tank? No. Yes. <laughs> You're glad you know? I am happier. Yes. I don't know. Can I tell you about something I like? Yeah, I'd really enjoy that. Well, it's Warby Parker. These. You see me with these every time. Yeah, they're really handsome. They, they, they look very costly. They're not. They're actually not. They're the Sibleys, for people who ask. Because whenever we do one of these spots, I was like, oh, which ones do you wear? Uh, but Warby Parker, this is a new concept. In eyewear. And I was lucky enough to visit one of their uh, offices up in uh, New York City. Where they have, you can go try on every pair, but you can try them on at home. This is the way that, this is the way that it works. They came out and they wanted to create boutique quality, classically crafted eyewear. And they wanted to do it uh, at, at a price that regular human beings could afford. So instead of going through all of these conventional channels, they reinvented the way that it works. And they engage with customers directly on their website. So you go to the website, warbyparker.com. And now you're going to get very high quality, really nice looking prescription eyewear, and you're going to get them most of the time for 95 bucks. Now, if you have, I have these, uh, these special high index lenses because my prescription is a little wonky and that costs a little bit more, but most people are going to be able to go in there and, and get them for 95 bucks. But here's the thing. How do you know, how can you shop online for something like glasses if you don't really know what they're even going to look like? It seems crazy. So what they do is they have this home try-on thing. So they send you five pairs of glasses. You pick the ones that you want. You pick the frames that you want. And they'll, they're the, they'll just be clear lenses. They don't obviously have your prescription in them. But they'll send you these. You can take pictures of yourself. You can walk around your house with them on. Ask your wife how, how you look. Can you take selfies, Dan? I take a lot of selfies. And also when I'm wearing glasses, I take them. And, uh, and with my iPad, just like that. <laughs> is that an Air? Is that the new Air? Yeah, it is. Is it really? No. Oh. And then... Uh, then that you take these five and you keep them for a week, you send them back. You don't pay for any of that. And if you don't like any of them, you don't pay for anything. And if, if you find ones that you like, then they'll make a pair for you. And, uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun to try these different things on. Anyway, uh, warbyparker.com is where you go. And normally it will, uh, it will take, uh, you know, however long it takes to ship, but they're doing something special for our listeners. And that is, you're going to get three day shipping on your order. Mm. They made a special... Is this a new URL? Oh, and it's free three-day shipping. Oh, come on. Warbyparker.com. That's not reasonable. I like this URL. You know what? This is better than Dan sent me. Warbyparker.com slash Dan. That's it. That's it. Tough to remember that one. A lot of clout. The home trials are already free, uh, but you're going to get free three-day shipping. Warbyparker.com slash Dan. Thank you very much to Warby Parker for supporting... 
Five by five and back to work. Mmm, ding. Impeccable. Where's your bell? Uh, you know what? I was in a rush. I, I figured I could make tea or I could get the bell. And I've got a, I've actually got a separate bell just for going out. I have, <laughs> you really? I have an office bell. The one that's contaminated, one that's not contaminated. So what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, I was just going to say, the Warby Par- I've done the Warby Parker. And uh, I... Well, <laughs> I don't know if this is damning with faint praise. A, first of all, I'm amazed how often I walk up to somebody wearing cool glasses mm-hmm. and I say, are those vintage frames? Those are very cool. And they say, no, it's Warby, Warby Parker. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. And second, I did the try-on and it, w- it worked flawlessly. I, d- I didn't end up buying them um, because I didn't. I never did the next round of them, yeah. but it was so easy to do. You can do the home try-ons as many times as you want. Really? You're not limited to just one. They never, they never cut you off for doing it too much? Off. They don't cut you off. Mm-mm. I should do it again. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go pair up some glasses. You talk for a while. I think we should. I think you should allow the listeners to pick uh, the glasses that you wind up with. Should we? We should take one of these unattractive photos that have been taken of me today. We put mm-hmm. it out there, and people can just paste glasses on there. <laughs> Are they unattractive? Huh? Well, I, I, I thought you looked all only, right. Only so much you can do with the subject. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. limited by lighting as well. I wish I looked like that guy. Oh, what on the site? Yeah, look at him. Boy, these are really handsome people. It's almost like they, they pick professional models. Look at these people. Have you gotten older since last time no. that I was here? Yeah, you're old, older than you've ever been. <laughs> and now you're even older. You've been older. Now you're even older. <laughs> um, we don't have too many <clears throat> uh, specific topic things. One of our listeners suggested a topic, and I can't decide if we should talk about it. Um, what do you think? You want to read it to you? Yeah, read it out. Uh, this is reader uh, Eric Fisher, Eric J. Fisher, Eric Fisher of the internet. Um suggests he says can you make he's he a question for topic here is there a way can you make the position that you have whether self-employed or office jackal into the one you want it to be mm-hmm. is the question and he mm-hmm. asked for that i'm gonna say yes <clears throat> any other questions <laughs> that was it that's, that's our topic i think that's me. pretty much i think we're good you want to button this up yeah let's do it <laughs> uh we had that i've got my running list of topics what do you want to talk about dan it's your show oh it's my show mm-hmm I find it so much easier to talk to you when I'm not in the room with you. Why? It's just easier. I, I mean, I, now it I've, sounds great. The camaraderie is filling the room. Yeah, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. Palpable. I prefer you being here. Thank you. It's nice to have you. Here. I seem I'm I'm usually very uneasy when we're doing the show remotely, and oh. when we're here in person, I calm down. I don't believe that for a minute. It's true. No, 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 no. Not just because you had a good night's sleep. Um, mm-hmm. cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Bayes' rule someday, but I feel like I should learn more about it before we talk about it. Bayes' rule. Bayes' rule. Is that the thing where you... Uh, it's like the spam thing. I'm is that like Heisenberg's uh, principle? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's Heisenberg's thing, right? vice principle. Vice principle. Yep. Which the, was the one you tested me on? Heisenberg's uh, you asked if voice. I had heard of it. Uh, what, physics thing? Yeah, it was like a physics thing. You said, oh, have you heard of that? And I said, yeah. And you said, well, I just made it up. Oh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, gotcha. badly. The double blind? Yeah. 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 It's better when we're in person. And we don't have to worry about my computer having a problem or, you know, yeah. the internet connection going down. Dander. We're nowhere. Yeah. Your la- your laptop has a really cool sticker on it. We can talk about that. That could be a show topic. <sighs> I'd be happy to. It's a, I, you would not believe how long it took me to put that sticker on there. I know it's, it's still perfect. not perfect. It's, no, it is perfect. Yeah, but for me, that's pretty good. That's really good. Thanks. Thanks. It's a, it's a, it's a big X. Not the cleanest laptop I've seen, but... Oh, you should see the inside. Look at this. Can you see all that? It's not And terrible. also my daughter got some schmutz on the bottom I can't get off. <laughs> it looks like rust. Yeah. 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 No, so let's talk about this topic. This could be... <laughs> this could be a good topic. <laughs> Still won't come <laughs> off. 
And now your hand is contaminated with whatever that was. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I do. I do like this guy's topic. I'm going to think about it for a minute. Can you make the position you have self-employed or office jackal into the one you want it to be? Yeah. So you've got a job and you're saying, I don't want to leave the job, but how can you transform it into something that works? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been thinking a lot about something that's kind of this kind of related to this. Mm-hmm. It just kind of revisiting something we've talked about from the beginning, which is, or, or the, I think one of the things that's difficult in the stuff we talk about is how much agency do you actually have to change anything? And so I've been trying to figure out ways to Kobayashi Maru mm-hmm. out of that. Mm-hmm. Because you and I wouldn't be here today if we hadn't been in positions where we felt completely stuck or oh, yeah. that there was no way to change. Or so like being it. stuck is, is a good thing later, but not while it's happening to you. You know what I mean? Like, like people will often call into the, uh, the quit show and, you know, and they'll say, I feel like I'm trapped in this job or I'm trapped in this position or I hate it and I want to go. And, and that is part of like this process of what changes you into the person that eventually does do something different. Like you Mm -hmm. have to go through that process of hating something and being miserable often to then later find the way out. Mm-hmm. Or and maybe finding the way out isn't necessarily leaving the job, right? Maybe finding the way out is like figuring out that you can make it better. Yeah, and but also is this guy asking for himself? Do you think? Um, not for a friend, probably. Probably not for himself. Um, the other <clears throat> the other part of this that we've kind of talked about this before, but the the problem of um, you kind of don't you only. I think we tend to notice things mostly when they're what? I'm just looking at the picture Chris posted to you. It's not unflattering. Thank you. It's how you look. Okay. Uh, I, I think sometimes um, <laughs> you only notice bad things. We don't notice good things. We don't notice neutral things. We only yes. we notice and then obsess on the things that, that are that, that went wrong. Don't go well. And yeah. it's amazing how quickly something that seems awesome can become something that you then not take for granted. But that just is sort of like, well, all these things are good, even these things I didn't have before. But that one thing is bad, and that's what I'm going to obsess about. That's what I'm going to think about. Mm-hmm. That happen- I do that. I think we all do. But I'm trying to put that in the context of thinking about having a job and, and maybe having what seemed like what you're saying, though, is you get some experience, uh, some time working someplace. And then once you're away from that, you have the distance to look at it mm-hmm. with a somewhat clearer eye. But what's the interesting pattern in that, in some ways, is. I mean, like we can all look back and go, wow, I really wish I hadn't run into traffic that day or something. Or mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't set my cat on fire. But, but I mean, what does it take for us to get in the habit of noticing even at the times when it isn't because something's bad mm-hmm. and to notice the opportunities? I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's been so long since I had a real job in a real company that I, I, I when, I, how long has that been? Seriously? 2002. Mm-hmm. Was the last time I had like a, a like real... I got to go into work and be there at a certain time and leave at a certain time five mm-hmm. days a week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've had other jobs that were kind of that were long term, but uh, that was the last time I had one of those. But you know, even at that job, I didn't feel stuck at that job. Mm-hmm. I I felt it's funny. Like even today, I feel like I'm still burning off a certain amount of negative energy from jobs I had when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. like you. Like we both had a lot of dumb Florida jobs. <laughs> the worst. And I, it's weird though how that that. I mean, what I, I think I told you this. I, I, I had a job right after high school where I wasn't even remodeling the hardware store. I was cleaning up after the hardware store remodelers <laughs> at like five in the like, morning. Oh my God. Yeah. That was, that was from 12 to That's six. That's low on the total. Midnight ball. to 6 a.m. I had that job. And you were allowed, like your parents let you do that? My mom would that? drop me off. 
At midnight? She was, yeah, she was awesome. And I, pick you up at oh, six? Yeah, I was making like almost $5 an hour, you know, so. And it was back in what, like 80, 85? 85, yeah. yeah. Mm, uh, that's I, a lot. When I worked at McDonald's, you know, as a closer and did the truck, and yeah. we have to go out and scrub the dumpsters and stuff like that. Ugh. And it's funny, though. Did the, I ever tell you what happened with me at the Burger King dumpster? <laughs> I think I'd remember that if you had. All right, I'll tell you that. Remind, we'll no, circle back I, to it. Uh, we can close out this a little bit. I, I just, I'm, I, I guess what I'm interested in, when I think about like, um, you know, wherever my head is right now, whenever I hear somebody talking about how do you change something, my first thought is, well, you know, what is it that's been hard to change about it? What can't you change right now? And then the second thought uh, frequently turns to, well, what it is about your perception of things that makes you think that things can't change? Is it easier to change your perception of it in a way than it is to change the actual circumstance? It's almost impossible to change the circumstance if you don't change your perception. Mm. I think. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the tell me about the uh, Burger King. Oh, I yeah. just want to say I've always considered Burger King a second or possibly third tier fast food place. I'm just going to say that. I'm what not, would be a first tier? I would say a McDonald's. I would say uh, I think Jack in the Box has done some interesting work in the last few years. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I don't. What I don't about want... In and Out Burger? Mm, you know, a little overrated. A little overrated. A little overrated. Yeah. A little overrated. I think their fries are 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 almost almost inedible. Inedible fries. Yeah, that's my opinion. All right. Well. Yeah. Now, now, Burger King, I've never been a fan of Burger King. Uh, I mean, I didn't like the King. I always thought he was creepy. Yeah, he was just a Ronald McDonald knockoff. Uh, yes, I think so. I think he was a, a royal clown, basically. And uh, I, uh, they always had Pepsi, not Coke. <laughs> right. I didn't no, like that. That was no good. I didn't like that they had grilled burgers that were then microwaved. Oh, And they would microwave, right. they'd put the entire thing in the microwave. They, well, I never, that never happened while I was there. Mm. Not on my watch. I was there the day the McDLT started. Really? McDonald's. I was working on the grill. Really? I, I was there. I was one of the first meat. Wow. I helped the hot stay hot and the cold stay you fresh. Did that. Yeah, I was right there. That was all you. Tell me about the dumpster. All right. So, uh, part of my job at Burger King, when you're first starting out and you're kind of low on the, the totem pole, you're not, you're not qualified yet to do like the fries. Just to, to put this into perspective. No, there's stations you have to go through. Right. So, the, the station, the entry-level station is... You're definitely doing a lot of mopping. You're doing a lot of hosing things off. You're, you're, you eventually get to do the machine where you put the burgers in the back and the buns in the bottom and they f- sort of flop down and then you put them onto the things and put them in that bin with the steam. But not fries. Like fries, there's time involved and, and if you wait too long, the fries will burn. So like you've got to earn that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it basically starts you out in places where you're a, unlikely to harm yourself or others, <laughs> yeah. and B, you're unlikely to end up costing them money. Right. And even, Low risk scenarios. Right. And so, and, and what's weird at a, at a fast food restaurant is you have kind of career fast food restaurant people <laughs> who are people who are in the their- lifers. Lifers. Who are in their 30s working there, combined with people like me who were 13 years old, just starting out, destined for college, but- you're sort of in with this different crowd. Anyway, part of my job was to go and periodically hose out the dumpster. This would occasionally require me getting into the dumpster. Uh, but in, in this case, I was uh, on this one particular evening. Uh, I was not inside the dumpster hosing it out. I was outside of the dumpster hosing the refuse away from behind it, but I was behind it. And one of the other guys who was older who uh, knew this aspect of my job and knew that there was a chance that you might be in the dumpster, Mm. 
I was not. I was behind it, but I heard him come out. And I, you know, when you come out, you're always carrying like lots of bags. And, uh, and so he had this one, you know, big bag of crap, which is all the, you know, the grease and the gross food and everything else. And he chucks it up into the dumpster. And so I, I knew he was coming out. I knew he was going to do this. So I just said, ah, like that, but not loud enough so that he could totally be sure that it was in there. And then he kind of waited. And then he chucked the other bag in. And I shouted again. And I scared the crap out of him because I think he thought it was like a homeless person or something in there. Anyway, that's my whole story. It didn't story. hit you? It didn't no, because I was outside of it behind it. Oh. I was hosing the outside of it. He, he took thought it, he I was it. inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Anyway, that's what working there was like. Yeah. It's a fun job. It's a fun job. Yeah. There's, a, there's an element I stuff I like about it. You, you, I, you, I like McDonald's. You can drink free Coke and stuff would like you that. Want your, would you want your kid to work in a fast food restaurant? Because I consider those jobs that I did, as horrible as they were, fairly formative jobs that I wouldn't necessarily, like, I wouldn't want to change them. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want to take that out because they made me better at all of the other jobs that I did subsequently in my life. Uh, so I'm just not sure that I would want to take that away but like i wouldn't want my kids working that job right but how do they get the life experience if they're not if they don't do that job right I if heard, they don't I, do the 12 to 6 shift you wouldn't be the guy you are today i heard this will rogers but i like the guy this you will are. rogers thank you this will rogers quote the other day good judgment comes from experience and a lot of that comes from bad judgment the experience mm-hmm. i'll read that again good judgment comes from experience and a lot of that comes from bad judgment mm-hmm. So, you know, in retrospect, you look back and go, oh, like, I, I wouldn't have traded losing my arm for the world. It taught mm-hmm. me a lot about the world and character. And But, you know, you would certainly wish better for people. I, I've always said this a long time ago. I think um, I think working in a restaurant, like a real restaurant, mm-hmm. is is good. Uh, working in fast food, uh, I don't know. We kind of got away from the, the, the topic, didn't we? Making your job better? Yeah. Well, let me, why don't you, you refocus? I'll do another sponsor. You refocus. <laughs> Can you tell me about something you like? <laughs> Squarespace, something we like, also in New York City. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Why are we Parker and Squarespace? Weird. Both there. It's the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website for a free trial and 10% off. You go to squarespace.com. You're going to use the offer code. We're still on this one? Nice is the offer code. Nice! Nice. <laughs> and uh, spelled like lice, but with an N. And uh, these guys, they're constantly updating their platform with new features. They got new designs. They got great templates. And we were walking down the street the other day. We were talking to Chris and, uh, and, you know, we were saying there's no excuse in 2013 to have a bad website. If you have a business that you're coming out with, you could be a photographer. You could just be wanting to write a blog. You could be, if, if you're even slightly serious about having a real website, it starts at eight bucks a month. Mm. If you're running a business, you can afford eight bucks a month. That's like a latte. You know what I mean? Skip, that's, like, that's like half a latte. Yeah. Here. Like, yeah, for here, forget it. Yeah. Just skip one coffee, maybe two a month, and you're going to get an amazing website with beautiful designs. You got 70 Squarespace employees on staff ready to answer questions if you have, if you need help. And, uh, and they've got two really cool features we've told you about just, uh, just recently because these things just came out. Audio collections, which is a new tool for musicians. So you upload music directly to Squarespace. You share it in albums right from your website. They've got the, the album art in there. It's all there. And they also have something for people who ship stuff. And this is really cool. It's a 3D visualizer. Okay, so they've taken all the factors of shipping into account. Now you, you enter in the product weight. 
you put in the carrier options that you want to make available, it will automatically figure out the price based on not just the weight, but on the size and the way it ships. And it does this with this really cool 3D packing algorithm. It shows and it you turns a 3D around and there's a 3D turny thing yeah. that shows you what it's all going to look like. Yeah, when it's, it's packed. Bananas. It's really cool. Anyway, you can try these guys for free. You can import your content from another blog, another system if you want. And if you decide to purchase it, it's going to start at 8 bucks a month. You're going to get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. 10% off and you'll be supporting Back to Work with the offer code NICE. So thank you very much to Squarespace.com for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. Nice. I just um, I noticed, noticed here on their blog, they have just been making some changes and improvements to their analytics stuff. Which is funny, because I was talking to somebody just last week about, he was thinking about whether he might want to move to Squarespace, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the importance of analytics, and mm-hmm. really in deciding anything you want to do with your site, finding a way to like have a basic hypothesis that you can test with even just simple... Uh, stats and that used to be such a big deal Mm -hmm. and there are you know there are uh, well-known companies that offer statistics programs but some people are a little iffy about those companies i like so much of what squarespace does i love the fact that they can take something and again it's something you could find someplace else but they've made a beautiful and elegant version of it that fits right into your site no updates no extra costs nothing like that and they got a cool looking new uh, template see this template supply yeah, it's so cool stuff. They never stop. They never stop. And you can you can take the template. Damn, they could stop. They could stop at any point. And they don't. They, they don't, don't. They never stop. They won't stop. They don't stop. <laughs> that, <laughs> did you get that? I think I just made a Miley Cyrus face. You did. Yeah. Then no one captured it. Well, the, yeah. So go check these guys out. They have everything. Analytics, much more. They're really great. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt quite so dirty. For the for the people uh, listening uh, at home or work, I just stuck my tongue out as far as I could to the left and pointed at myself. Yeah, I'll do it again. Ready? Uh. <laughs> She's not ready. Uh, 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 it really hurts. It hurts a lot. I don't know how she does that so uh. much. Maybe she's had some kind of surgery. I don't know. I don't think she regrets it. <laughs> but anyway, go check those guys out. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I got. Let me tell you about something. Let me tell you about something like. Dan, I feel like I'm still kind of waking up a little bit. I feel like I should have some more. coffee Do you want some more coffee? Hattie, you want give me you, yours. Could you go? No, 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 no. Don't send Hattie out for coffee. Well, she's she probably needs a refill too. Are they open, Chris? Are they open, Chris? <sighs> There's self serve. No There's self serve coffee next to the. Uh, next to the. Are thing. you sure? Um. Hey, you know how how. Uh, and Whatever. they said they're going to give us some of those mugs to take back. Is that right? Yeah. Do you, do you know my trick? You know my trick for remembering whose mug is whose? How? Did I ever tell you my trick? She's waiting for Are you ready for this? This is a life hack. Are you okay. ready? Always hold the mug that is your mug in your right hand. And then say to yourself, I'm always right. Wow. And you'll never screw it up again. I'm always right. I'm always that's right. E- I mean, that's easy for you to say. Yes. It's fine for Merlin. Isn't that pretty good, though? Life hack? I guess we could do a rim shot. If you know what I mean, yeah. Um, Who plays? They we've got. We should just describe this. I yeah. ca- we came into the studio, and uh, and and built a podcasting studio for the uh, for the new relic guys. And but they all when I, I imagined an awful. You want to hear how how you know? I, I know this is off topic. No, no. I'm, inter- how, I'm actually how, really interested. How OCD, I am. I, I, Where's that box? What, 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 what was this room before it was a studio? Is that it? Has this always been a studio? I don't it was know a which meeting one it room. I'm guessing this was a meeting room. Is that it? We Did you open it? Look, show Merlin what I show Merlin what I shipped to myself. 
because I was paranoid about the kind of lighting we're, that they we're were going to have in here. That's probably about 15 feet wide. Look at 10 this. 10 feet deep. Look at this. I shipped this to myself. Dan shipped a lamp and to himself. Yeah. Dan, what was your concern that they wouldn't have light? That they would have only fluorescent fluorescent lighting only. Dan and so, Dan has Dan sent a light to himself. Because I knew I would be spending a lot of time in here, and I didn't... Well, they have very... Look at the lighting. Look at the gorgeous lighting they have in It here. is nice. But you don't want to be the guy who's like, what kind of lighting do you have? Because I don't really like being on the That's why you bring your lights. own water. You don't want to be that guy. So I shipped myself a uh, a nice incandescent lamp. Right, with, I wouldn't say it's nice. Well, it costs twenty four ninety five from American? Amazon. Yes. Wow. US, USD. Oh, this looks like something I would design. And uh, well, lines. we have them in the studio in Austin. And... Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, we built this whole thing, but they have a really nice drum set. They've got a bass. They've got an Ibanez uh, guitar in here. Yeah, I, I want to play that guitar. That looks really nice. The founder of the company is going to be on Quit uh, later today. Nice. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, how do I do? How do I do? I want to call Chris and bug him. You know, I don't want to be like, what kind of lighting do you have? Then he's got to walk across the thing. I, and I can look tell up. you what you were thinking. I bet. Yeah. It, it's, if it's, I think it's probably similar to what I would think. Which is, I really want to know if this lighting is going to be out of control. Yeah. Because I want to, I want to plan for that. Yeah. And maybe I should just go ahead and send my... The thing is, if you contact him, you're still not going to be satisfied. No. You're still not going to know. Say, no, it's not too bright in there. It's fine. He'll laugh. Yeah. He'll say, no, it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You can adjust. It's adjustable. It's got a said. dimmer. Yeah. It's, it's got, got a dimmer. Levels. You can adjust it. Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be like, it's still not enough. You know what? I'm going to have to ship it anyway. And now you'd be even more nervous because now you now he's going to be thinking about it. You're thinking about it. Yeah. He's thinking about yeah. it. It doesn't change a damn thing about no, the lights. Nothing. Oh God, life is complicated. So I went on to Amazon and I said, well, I'll, 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 you know, I've got Amazon Prime. I'll, one, I'll do the one day shipping. I'll ship a lamp and some light bulbs here just in case I need it. Now, when you're shaving your arm on the air, what part of your hair are you shaving off? Because your arms look fine. They don't look buzzed in certain ways. I wish you wouldn't look at me. I like looking at you. Thank you. Uh, no, when I was shaving, I was shaving mostly under here. No, when I heard you said it was your arm. Uh, that, was just, that was just to make you feel better. You weren't really doing your arm? Huh. No, I'd be, I'd be better going than downtown. you downtown. Oh, God. Jesus. I took a trip south of the border. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Um, by the way, this has uh, instructions for uh, you what can has make it happened s- to the show. Make it in Spanish, so uh, so your son could put the lamp together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hecho in Mexico. Oh my God! Yeah, it's like complicated this. working. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what's happened to the show, Dan. No, I should this have eaten more. I had two. For. I had two boiled eggs. They have snacks. I told you they have snacks. You want a banana? Tell me they had snacks. I did. I said they have plenty of snacks. I'm pretty sure I would have remembered. They got pop chips. They got bananas in there. Are pop chips made of rice? Yes, mm. they were. I wouldn't say they're paleo, but they are gluten free. Yeah, we had gluten free uh, pizza the other night. It was pretty good. From where? Uh, or would this give something away? No, if you... Goat Hill. We've already lo- revealed our location, which I'm not entirely comfortable with. Goat Hill Pizza, uh, West Portal Avenue, mm-hmm. down the block from my comic shop. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, I think a lot about the perception part, and uh, I, th- that's probably not a satisfying answer for somebody who's thinking about their job and how to change it. But I really feel like the um, the perception part will always be the most important part because I don't know. I mean, is this making, this doesn't make any sense. Okay. So you get into a position, you're, you're in somewhere, you got a job. Well, why do you have that job? Well, you got the job because you got to have that job. But I, to me, like it's how you perceive like what you do there, 
how you ended up there, why you stay there, and then what can actually happen inside of that organization. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's really easy to, to, to lose track of the fact that you're the one who's kind of the lens for all of that. Right. Like it's your, it, well, it comes back to, you know, what responsibility in a way. Responsibility, but like, I don't know, maybe this is just something I've been obsessing about lately is perception and just thinking a lot about how, how we see whatever it is that's going on around us. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, it's just something I, in a couple of calls I've had recently with people, uh, you know, pals and coaching folks and stuff like that. I've just been thinking a lot about what you could change by choosing to, uh, thank you, by choosing to look at something differently or understanding that your perception of something is not necessarily the way that things actually are. Mm-hmm. I think I said this a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, but how I, for myself, find it hard sometimes to separate reality from how I see reality. Mm. But like, isn't that kind of a basic tenet of, of Buddhism in some ways, don't you think? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's trying to focus on what you're doing and how your perception, because you know, like it's, it's back to that silly thing where like, is the way you see green the same way I see green? The answer is no. There, no two people are seeing green the same way. We have these agreed upon Pantone colors that say this is a green, but your perception of reality is different from what reality actually is. And it's very different from my perception of reality, usually. But there is no right or wrong with that. And how, how is your day to day perception and your day to day experience changing? But how is your day-to-day perception changing your day-to-day experience is what I'm trying to say. Is that, is it, okay, your, your friend and mine, Gil Fronstall, up in Redwood City, he's down in Redwood City, of course. He says, you know, when I'm early and I'm driving into work, everybody is, everyone driving around me, he says, they're just these beautiful creatures of these wonderful, wonderful people. And he's like, but if I'm late, I hate everybody, you know? And, (laughs) and, and it's like, that's your perception of the scenario created by the circumstances around the, the conditions you've generally created, uh, for your circumstance. Most of us, most of the time are somewhat responsible for our current situation. You know what I mean? Most of us are kind of, we, I would, I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say that we're where we want to be or we're here because we want to be here, but there is a big aspect to our current situation that we're, we're responsible in a large degree for where we are. And that especially when it comes to our job, especially if it's a professional job, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're listening to this show, there's a good chance you have like an iOS or an Android device. You probably have a computer, you know, that puts you into a situation where there's a good chance that you chose the career at some point that you're in, or you chose to have the job that you're in and maybe it went South. Right. But like, you know, you, you, you're responsible for that. So you're responsible for your perception of it. You're responsible for the way that you interact with the people. And you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? I feel like I'm going off. No, you're not. You're not. It's, it's, I think that's a little bit further into the problem. Um, And it's important. I think it's, it's a really good point. The, the, but but I guess what I'm trying what I'm trying to get at is something simpler maybe, which is regardless of how you got there. I mean, one way to just think about this in, is in terms of, of of happiness or satiety in life, mm. and and like whether you're okay with with what's happening at a given time. And I'm, I'm sure, I didn't write this down fast enough, but you said something a minute ago about the way that your perception ends up affecting how you. 
How, what did you say? Oh gosh, uh, your your perception, your day to day has uh, an impact. Is going to have on... an impact on your experience, on on the way that you're experiencing the world. If you're angry about something, or if you see something as because we tend to put things into one of three categories: either they're good, they're bad, or they're neutral. We are always b- throwing our experiences in our own mind into one of these three things. Is waiting at the <laughs> at the car dealership for your car to get an oil change a a positive? A negative or a neutral experience. For most of us, it's a negative experience. Even if the car dealership has comfortable seats and a big screen TV and there's a football game on that you want to watch and there's a croissant or a galette that you want to eat, that might push it more into the neutral category, but you'd still rather not be there. Mm-hmm. And But you do own a car. You do own a car. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you can drive kind of anywhere you want to go. But there are, you know, it, when... When you look at this scenario and you look at this situation, it's not I'm in a comfortable chair watching a television program, eating a galette and drinking coffee. It's I'm not where I want to be. So that experience becomes tainted or colored or or uh, negative because it's not where you want to be and you're prevented from enjoying that. And then you might see a, a retiree who has all the time in the world every day. They don't have to be anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Their, their grandkids don't live in town. They can do anything they want with their time. They're in a comfortable chair enjoying a galette, drinking free coffee and watching a TV show. It might even be better than they have at home. Mm-hmm. So for them, the same exact experience that you're having has now become a positive experience. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine was, uh, he, he had a fantastic customer support uh, person at his company. She was just, she was amazing and she was so great to work with. And I said, how did you hire such a great person? Where did you, where did you find her? You know? And he said, oh, she was, uh, you know, she was waiting tables at uh, such, such a restaurant. And I said, weren't, you know, did she have like the qualifications that you want? He said her qualifications where she was a really great uh, way, you know, waiting at table. She was a really great server. And I said, well, how did you know that would translate? He's like, if she can take the kind of abuse that you take on a sit, no, if she can take the kind of abuse that you can at a, at a, at a, at a restaurant from customers and you're, you don't mind, you know, you can work from 6 PM to 12 AM, you know, five nights a week for tips. And you can deal with all of that crap in the restaurant industry. You can't train people to, to do that. You, no, you have to find somebody who natively can handle that. Yeah. If they can handle that, then when you give them a desk and a computer and air conditioning and, and hours that allow them to go out in the evenings and on the weekends, and you treat them with respect all the time, like they're going to feel that and they're going to love you for that. And they're going to do great at the job because it's in general, if it's like, if you're like actually have a cool company, it's going to be uh, night and day better than what they had. And it's, it's going to be better for them. And, and, you know, so this experience, it's somebody else who's like, well, I have a degree. I don't want to do customer service. I want to write, or I want to produce, or I want to, you know, I want to write code or whatever it is. They're going to be like surly in that job at the front desk. They're going to be a surly receptionist. Mm-hmm. But this other person who was, you know, on her feet at, at 1 a.m. is going to be like thankful for this. You know, and, and I'm not saying that that's an easy answer, that you can't just sit down and be like, oh, yeah, today I love my job now. No, but it, it, your perception of the conditions of the situation that you're in can determine your, uh, what your experience will wind up being like. That was a long way to answer your question. Yeah, I I think that I think that the the way that you perceive it kind of is the experience. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah, 
Um, and you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking also about how it's it's not just like am I happy or unhappy, am I comfortable or or I, am I un- uncomfortable? It's also um, how much flexibility do I have to change what's happening right now? Because mm-hmm. think about um, this is going to sound really obscure, but think about like like being royalty. Like you're so theoretically powerful, mm-hmm. but like your entire day is is basically you have very little control. If you're the queen of England, I bet you don't get to just like go take two weeks off when you feel like it. Right. Uh, what you've got to do is go and do incredibly boring stuff over and over all day long. There's probably a lot of kinds of jobs like that. It's just that, or for for that matter, like you might be a very successful person. You might be like one of those rich kids on Instagram kids on a, sitting on a private jet. Yeah. And you're thinking, I'd really rather be in Tahiti already, but like I'm bummed that I'm stuck here still on this no, plane. This, this crappy and plane. And I'm, I'm not saying that to, to you know, take a shot but I, but it is a, it is definitely a sliding scale but you know the thing to remember is that we always i guess i, I guess if there's anything semi useful i'm trying to get at and i'm struggling to get to it is that there are very few things that will change in reality until you figured out how to change your perception of how things are uh, whether that's your own perception of how you how you feel about whether you're you know satisfied with that position or not it's just that you know you really would have to wait for some furniture to start falling over before that change gets visited upon you. Right. And I'm trying to think and specifically, I didn't ask Eric specifically about, you know, the kind of jobs that he's talking about, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I, I don't know why I've been thinking about this stuff so much lately, but um, in terms of perception, um, I, th- I think, and this is kind of where I was going a little while ago, talking, talking to some, some friends of mine about this. Uh, this seems to be something a lot of us carry around is, um, if you stay in one situation long enough, whether mm. that's working in the dumpster at Burger King mm. or whether that's being a, a put upon waitress at a restaurant, um, I think when you, you go to the same place every day, you do roughly the same things every day, you work with more or less the same people, you get more or less the same pay over the same two years, there is a lot of sameness and thank God a lot of familiarity. You, you, there are things about that you come to expect and those are, those are good things. But I think it's also virtually impossible unless you're incredibly mindful about it i think it's really difficult to also not re-experience the same emotions about the same things over and over like you know you get getting frustrated if somebody didn't clean up the kitchen to your satisfaction Mm -hmm. because you experience that over and over and over and there's some part of you if you're if you're somebody who's bothered by the fact that the kitchen has not been cleaned up to your satisfaction you may perceive yourself as being somebody who's very responsible and i always clean up the kitchen and so that sounds so trivial but like you'll every time you're about to walk by the doorway where you can see in the kitchen, you tense up a little bit because you're going to look inside <laughs> and you're just, just, just know it. No, I'm looking there. We're looking there. I just don't. Damn it. And you look in there and like somebody has not <laughs> to your satisfaction cleaned up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so what now a little, another mark has been made in that column of I'm put upon by these kitchen people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are you going to take a photograph of me? No. Okay. Um, can I? Yes. Uh, and and I think those kinds of those kinds of habits become so ingrained. Like I I realize like you realize there's like dumb things you say in certain situations all the time. Like my <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole Thank list. Thank you for that. Yes, I have a whole list of these. He struck a pose. I have a whole list of these for my grandmother. <laughs> and, and I always it would drive me crazy because I always knew to a certainty in a given situation that she was going to say a certain thing. Like if food arrived at dinner that she was happy with, she would say, all this in heaven too. <laughs> or, or she would say, or my grandfather would say, I wonder what the poor people are doing. 
and <laughs> and but I mean, there were, I, I have a whole text file of these because I want to always remember these. But at the time, I would sit there and I'm sitting at the table. I'm sitting in the Chinese restaurant waiting for my grandmother to say me like he flied lice. I'm just I'm sitting there, <laughs> just tensing because it's not yeah it's not a question of whether it's just a question of when and i saw i find myself doing it you know i'll say home again home again jiggity jig or something stupid when i walk in the door the thing is i think when you're when you're <laughs> you really say that no <laughs> of be, course be, not that would be dumb i would never say that um what, what am i a character in blade runner but but you um i guess what i'm trying to say is though if you're in a situation at work and the the basic thesis of the question is how do you turn this into the kind of job that you want uh, and I might be I'm not saying that correctly. If you're in that position, though, then there, you're tacitly saying that there is something about the situation you're in right now that's keeping that from being something that you can change. I think it's valuable to look at, first of all, what brought you to the point where you would see that as something that needs change or that is going to be hard to change. Because to me, that's when you start noticing things like, wow, it's been a while since I took a big step back from what I do here. It's been a while since I took a big step back to say, mm-hmm. wow, am I really as valuable to other people as I feel like I am? Or is is my constant, um, and this is not to you know jump onto our listener, but I, I think sometimes we we can become our feelings and we can become our habits so much that we lose track of what anybody else in the freaking world thinks. <laughs> so you get to the point where you know when is the last time? Let, let me let me put it this way: yeah. if I'm talking to people, if Break I'm talking down. to friends and client type people about this, there's one thing, one thing I can almost always pull out of my pocket that will help change and reframe the conversation, which is to say. We've just, we've just spent an hour talking about how you feel about this. How do other people feel about this? How do other people feel about the kitchen? Or more importantly, how do other people feel about your obsession with the kitchen? Because what you may look at when you walk by that door and you look in there and you see that messy kitchen, you may actually not be like the, the Superman of kitchen cleanliness. <laughs> you might be the guy that everybody laughs at because you are so obsessed with the kitchen that now you're kitchen guy. And you're walking, all I'm saying is like, if you don't, it it can be so instructive to take a step back and go, I, I'm, I, I have become my emotions about this job. I have become my emotions about this relationship and I've completely lost any depth of field about what anybody else would see about how I do. Mm -hmm. When's the last time I walked up to somebody else at work and asked them how I was doing? Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't tell you the truth because they know you're so, you're so tightly wound about the kitchen. You're a kitchen guy. You're probably going to lose it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's why, I mean, like, you know me, I'm always like complicating these things but i mean if to me there's maybe i've just seen too many movies but i just feel like a lot of times when we ask a difficult question there's usually something that we need to address before we answer that question maybe sometimes two or three things to answer Mm -hmm. so if we say how do we make this into the job that we want well why isn't it already the job that you want well because of you know the way things go around here okay well then why haven't you changed that Mm -hmm. Uh, i i can't change that well why can't you change that like these are these are these are dumb. I'm just lobbing these out from no, left good. field. They're but good. when you start doing that, you're going to get back to this one thing. You're they're going to see in the middle of the Hawkeye bullseye. You're just going to see that you're this little person. You're this one little person in the center of this whole thing, and that's the amount of agency that you really have in mm-hmm. those things. We, we should tell you about something you like. But I um I have some potential suggestions for ways to maybe improve that perception to get to answering that question. Okay, but I would love to hear about something I. Uh, something we both like this is something i like something that i know you love OmniFocus 2 for iphone is here this is all new for ios 7 it's got a great new design this is task management you're getting he's getting his phone out this is ta- oh is that a new one no mm-hmm. task management to your fingertips 
Merlin, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can just start because I just started using this uh, on on iOS seven today, and this is something that you've been uh, you've been using for <laughs> for a little while already, and uh, it's it's really really nice. Yeah, there's a funny thing that happens. <clears throat> Speaking of our of our theoretical nominal topic, yeah, uh, I, I feel so close to this application that it's difficult for me to talk about it. It's it's like when you try to explain. It's like hearing um, Brett Terps to try to explain to somebody how to do something with the computer. <laughs> Are you gonna do it? No. no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to do it's it? It's like, but he's got so many. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, but <laughs> he's got so many custom key bindings and craziness. Like he would have to sit down at his own computer and figure out how to do it. Like I, I, it's difficult for me even to talk about OmniFocus because I use it so much. But this new version is just terrific. I'll just give you a couple of the high level features. Uh, if you're using iOS seven, and it seems like a, a large number of people are, you're going to really appreciate how much this fits in uh, with the look of iOS seven. It's got a couple of things that I really love. This this uh, start screen in OmniFocus is terrific. You get Basically, uh, you get the forecast view integrated right in with all of your contexts and your projects. What does that mean? Anything that's got, depending on how you define what should appear in forecast, anything that's due, um, anything that is flagged, you get an instant view where you can just click on a day and see like what's all, what are all the big rocks? What are all the things that I have to mm-hmm. deal with today? Makes it so fast and easy. And then all your other stuff here, you've, I, I can see my flagged items, projects. I also love the fact that uh, custom saved perspectives that I have show up right on the homepage. So, um, gosh, we've talked about this so much in the past. Um, but I, uh, I, I believe very heavily in using perspectives. Perspectives are these collections of contexts and conditions that you can create um, on your Mac and then use all across uh, your devices. So, for example, you might want to say, show me all the kinds of tasks that I could do at work. And that, so that could be things like phone calls. It would be, you could be like discontiguous uh, selections inside of your different contexts. Um, basically, what you need to know about this is that it is a terrific, it's a terrific compliment to, and I'll speak for myself, to my overall uh, productivity workflow. <laughs> so annoying. But, you know, there's certain kinds of stuff I absolutely want to do on my computer. And there's a whole bunch of stuff I never want to have to think about when I'm not at my computer. Mm-hmm. And this makes it so easy. I really just live by this nearby button I'm clicking on right now. Mm-hmm. And it'll show me everything I can do near where I am right now. It just, it's all, it's all, I don't know why more apps don't use this. You can accomplish some of this by really, you know, kind of whacking on your reminders app, but this is all just built in. You just tell it, show me when I'm near a drugstore, like, let me know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I love are these, I don't know what the name for this is. You can probably tell me if you've got the notes there, but the, uh, the, the new, instead of having just like the old square click boxes, you now get these little round things that you would click on to, you know, click something is done, but it's showing you like, it's giving you indications of this of the importance of it. Like if it's orange and turning to red, right, right. that's something that becomes due today. Right. If it's red, it's already due, and so forth. And so you get this way to eat from a very high level, even just peek in and see how far along your projects are, just from like a very high level view. Um, I, I think it's a fantastic evolution of the app. I really do. It's been yeah, it's great. Are you you've only been playing it just, just since this yeah, morning? Yeah, just before. And and what's really cool about it is you can you can choose not to sync, right? But if you want to sync with this, then that means you're going to be you can sync over Wi-Fi with your Mac, so you don't need to use another third-party service at all. And some people are a little paranoid. What if that? Well, fine, so, you know, sync over Wi-Fi with your Mac that's sitting over there on your desk, or you can use their free OmniFocus free. Uh, syncing service. You make an account all right there within the app on your phone, and then you sign into it. And uh, and so they've got it for iPad, for iPhone, and for Mac. And uh, but of course, the brand new look for iOS seven is there. Really, really nice 
and just super, super awesome app. And you can finally use background app refresh. Yeah, this is pretty magical. Um, I can't get this to work with my calendar. I, I can't get my calendar to refresh in the background because I'm using an exchange calendar. <laughs> right. It won't push, but, but it works great on, on Omni, uh, OmniFocus where yeah. your tasks are automatically updated. If you granted permission, this is a new thing in iOS 7, it will do your task syncing in the background for you so that when you open it up, all your stuff is already going to be mm-hmm. in there. You're not going to, if I understand the way this works correctly, you're not fumbling you know, like right before a plane takes off, I go and I open up every app like a crazy person mm-hmm. and uh, and try to make sure everything is updated. Um, I, I think it's just terrific. And finally, the, let me just say say one more thing that I think is, is amazing. Uh, as always, you've got this ability to add to your inbox from pretty much anywhere inside the app. One of my new favorite things is, so I'll go, to, for example, to my home shopping list, which has a context of drugstore in this case. And I can go in and it's got this little button, the, the save plus button where you can just keep entering task, task, task. Mm-hmm. So you enter a task, you hit save plus, enter a task, hit save plus. And whatever the, the, you know, the defaults for that project or context are, wherever you're sitting, you can just add. So if you're sitting there in my case, making a shopping list, all I have to do is just type, hit, type, hit, type, mm-hmm. hit, and it all gets added in. Um, I use that all the time now. It's a terrific feature. And um, I don't know. It's just, I, I really, I've always been really impressed with how, how, how this app differs from device to, to device, it takes really takes great advantage of what you can do on a desktop. Right. The iPad app is, is the kind of thing, it's the kind of app you pull out to show people how an iPad app should look. Uh, and this new version on the iPhone is just, it's just terrific. Um, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm very close to it. It's, it's like talking about a family member. So I, go to Omni, omnigroup.com slash Omnifocus. You can also get it from the app store. You can go to an Apple store and try it out. Because I think they have it on some of their devices there. Uh, go give it a shot. Omnigroup.com slash Omnifocus. Thanks very much to the lovely creatures over at uh, Omnigroup for making this show back to work possible. And by the way, all this stuff is going to be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Where can people find the show notes? Oh, the show notes for this episode? It's yeah. uh, going to be uh, 5x5.tv slash B2W slash uh, uh, B as in uh, uh, Kraftwerk, uh, two, two as in liposuction, and W as in uh, uh, underwater fishing. Slash 144. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm still thinking about, I'm thinking about reality, Dan. Yeah. It's got me in a pickle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Huh? 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 What? That's a nice phone. It's a nice phone. You like the camera? Love the camera. I love burst burst mode. Burst mode. Burst mode. I've been doing some good bursting. With yeah, mine. show me what you do. I'll show you some of my bursting. I'd like to see my it. Ellen bursting. <laughs> Look bur- at this. this. Your burstitis. This, this this lady was on the uh, on the bouncy house. Look at her. She oh, that's handsome. cute. She handsome. Yeah. Yeah. It's cartoon character. Did you draw that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's her with her friend. He's a spy. Oh, nice. She's got quite a costume. Yeah, she had two Captain America costumes. Um. And I, the one that I wanted didn't win out. Mine was more of an Ultimate Avengers, like an Ultimates cap. She had like camouflage oh. pants, and she looked a little more rough and tumble. But but she also got a cool store bought one. That was the one she really liked. And and Cash was Wolf- Wolverine. Is that right? Yeah. Hold you, on, I'm just okay, Dan? Yeah, I'm looking at the Ultimate. Uh, I'm trying to see a, that costume. I think it's uh, is it Mark Millar was the writer on that? I guess I think so. Yeah, Cash win is a Wolverine. And uh, MJ went as uh, Supergirl. So cute. But she didn't really have a hand in selecting her own costume. Was it the government? The government picked it? It's the Chinese government. 
<laughs> uh, Basically, when you say Ultimates, I, I think it's fair to say that Ultimates had a, had a big influence on the Avengers movie. So if you watch the Avengers movie and you're like, hmm, those oh, don't exactly... Okay. Like, that Hawkeye doesn't seem like the Hawkeye. They, so, yeah, isn't it Mark Millar? Isn't he the is uh, this, Ultimates guy? Is this what you're talking about? I don't, I've got too many cables here plugged in. Is that... Oh, that's kind of... Yeah, like from the... Uh, yeah, have you read Ultimates? It starts no, out with... This oh, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I haven't read it. I feel like I want to I have to take a break. And I come finally back. got caught up with Superior Spider-Man. Something I approve of is happening in this. Hmm. You know what? I don't want to give anything away, no. but it looks like maybe we're coming back around. <gasps> yeah, no, yeah. Maybe we're coming back say. around. Oh, I hmm? book nineteen. Ah, nineteen. Eighty-two. <laughs> book that- nineteen. Uh. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm I am way behind on that. Um, That's the only thing I'm able to keep up with reading now. Really? Yeah. Everything else has fallen by the wayside. There's a neat little crossover, small crossover going on. Uh, it's so there's all new. There's a all new X Men special number one, mm. followed by tied in with an all the whatever the Indestructible Hulk. There'll be an annual for that, mm-hmm. or not an annual, a special. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. It involves the the the. I can't keep track of the Hulks. No. There's a lot of hulks, but this is good because it's a nice crossover between that and Superior Spider-Man. Those three. Oh, okay, it's pretty good. I'll check into that. I'll mm-hmm. look at that. Why I'll show it to you. The style, the style is really cool. You got it here. No, I got Deadpool. What do I got? Uh, oh yeah, like a mm-hmm. De- Deadpool uh, fifteen and the Dark Knight. You Returns. just picked that up, Dark Knight Returns. You haven't read that before? It's it's a millstone. It's my albatross. I've got to read this. I've got to finish it. Okay, I still haven't finished it. It doesn't. You know, it, it I've doesn't. I've read a lot of it. You can see where it's wet. From where I've been <laughs> That's reading. How you, is that how you bookmark a page? You lick it? Well, you I just lick, lick it? it a couple times. I lick it hard. <laughs> you get a camel lick it or a llama? You get a, get a llama lick. You've got to really get <laughs> penetration. you got to get it through there. It's got to get, it's like mitosis and whatnot. Yeah. A lot of TV screens. Yeah. It's all about TV. You ever see that cosplay Joker guy? Can I show you something in yes. there? Yes. This is this this is a very formative book for me. This is the, my catcher in the rye. That's a lot know? of people's favorite comic ever. Did you change my gate? Did you regate me? I tried to fix it. I was trying to. You saw me trying to fix it. Okay. Look at look at that though. Yeah. That holds up. Yeah. No, it's good. No question. That holds up. This is one more better one. <laughs> this is the best part of the show. Dan flipping through a comic book. You're me trying to find cosplay Joker. Have find... you ever seen this guy? No, wow. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. And no, that one. He's, he's amazing. His name's um I know. Isn't no, that great? It is, no I, I I've read most of it. It's really good. You you yelled at me about spoilers. Anthony Missiano, I think is his name. You ever seen this guy? You ever seen this guy's Joker cosplay? Mm-mm. It's good stuff. Hold on. Now I'm looking at a comic book so I can't speak. It's amazing. Yes, really. All right, one la- one last one to show you, all right? Yeah. Come on. That's nice. Come on. I like that he's chunky. I like chunky Batman. That's why I like you. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Chunky Batman. Thank you. That's my, my new, the way I'm going to... This is good, too. What's that? Uh, people have been harvesting Deadpool's organs, and so he... How ha- can... They, wait a minute. How? Well, Do they, they grow back? Yes. Except, remember, he's got the cancer and whatnot. And so... Uh, do they, when they go, grow back, how do they... What, which organs can be harvested, and what are they doing with the organs? You think... Uh, a what regen- would you do with them? Put them in someone uh, else, but do they imbue them with the regenerative power? I don't know. Keep reading. Well, now I'm interested. Well, in this he's going. Book. He's going to somebody else who's been in Weapon X. Yeah, 
and he's going to a guy who's lived through a super serum because he wants to figure out what's going on with all of this. It's really good. Is this a new arc I can start? Because I don't want to have to read all of them. Cordry suggested this is a great place, actually, to jump back in. 15. 15. It's from a few months ago. But is, the, is this a new... It's Brian, it's Brian Posehn's, uh, you know, the Deadpool from Part Marvel 1 of now. 5. So this is a good time. Yeah. But, I mean, that one's from, like, a few months ago. But you can get on the comicsology. Oh, man, this is a train wreck, Dan. I think we should probably start over. I'm going to start over with a new... Dan is, Dan is reading Deadpool. I'm going to read Dark Knight. Look at the artwork. When did, they, when did this guy... St- who's doing this? <laughs> this looks... This is wait, not... Wait, 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 wait. Since, no, no. since when the televisions get channels. What? No, no, no. Because I was looking just, at the just, last... When just, I started out with, like, I read the first three the or four issues. The yeah, and yeah. I didn't grab me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that starts with 19. This is the sound of me putting a comic back in the back. <laughs> All right. So is that the show? Are we done? No. We, okay. didn't have, we didn't have a functional component. Have we ever? <laughs> um, Since episode... There's some guy that, uh, that, that, start, that was on Twitter, and he was asking me, he's like, uh, what is the film, and, and when does the show devolve into just a series of uh, ticks and coughs? And I said, oh, and I actually looked up the episode for it. I think it was 123. I didn't know how to respond to that, because there's, <laughs> there's a new kind of, of uh, I, mean, I don't know if it's a, strictly speaking a new kind, but I feel like there's a new kind of passive-aggressive toot that mm. is, it's a kind of rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. And, I, 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 and I don't want to be snarky in responding to something that was an actual question, but you know, I, I wasn't sure how to respond. Mm-hmm. And so you did. You actually went and did some research. Yeah, I, um, let me, I'm trying to find. They're, talking, they're probably talking about the text adventure, the, the bathroom text adventure game. Yeah, and it was, it was back in the one, it was actually before that where I think we first talked about, uh, where we first talked about OCD and, t- <laughs> and, and talked about the film. <laughs> I'm so sorry we ever opened that door. No, it was a good door. No, it's a good door. It's a, it's a door that should probably be cleaned very thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Maybe shellacked, mm-hmm. some kind of a, some kind of a uh, hygienic mm-hmm. uh, primer. What have you. This guy's a great joker. Look at that guy. You can see the in motion. He's, no, he's really good. He's amazing. I think he's going to be in like a fan movie. Isn't he great? But uh, for a, um, for a like, oh, this, killing joke, this a killing one joke. Yeah, killing joke joker. joker. <sighs> yeah, yeah. God, that guy's good. Yeah. How do you just take over a, a role like that? Totally. You know what I mean? I totally know he what you mean. He owns it. I know, I know. He's it, true to the original. He's a very handsome guy. All right. Um, so if you're thinking about the job stuff and it, it is interesting to think about it in terms of the, the perception right. things, is this really too much of a retread Dan? No, it kind of is. Mm-mm. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I always feel like, you know, if it's something where you, where you and I don't think it's the case with Eric cause you know, he's a pal and we've mm-hmm. talked about these things before. This is not, I think, I think he would be okay with me going in this direction. You know, I personally don't have that much in terms of tips and tricks about how to like turn your job around. Mm-hmm. I think there are other places you can go for that kind of advice, but in, for this kind of thinking, I, I just, I guess I just feel like if you are at a place where you find yourself asking a question like that, then, mm-hmm. then it's, it probably is worthwhile to look at the perception stuff. So how do you do that? I mean, I, it takes a certain amount of mindfulness oh, I think, yeah. to start just being aware that, you know, think about it, think about your day. Like you, you're fortunate enough to have a grinding job where you go in every day. Like that is a certain kind of, of good luck, mm-hmm. but it will, you will build certain habits. It's sort of like Gil Franzdahl and the, and the traffic people. Right. It's exactly the same thing. Um, I guess I feel like the, the, the best way to figure out how to improve your job is to figure out how to bring more value to what you do and how to, and to also then 
make it non obnoxiously obvious that you're doing a that you're doing something that is valuable mm-hmm. because one of those perception problems, and you know, Chris has been working for a long time. He could probably tell me if this stuff is BS, but please don't hurt my feelings. But, <laughs> but like when, when you're in a job, you can really, you can sit there in your little stall and really talk yourself into just about anything. Mm-hmm. And you could find yourself completely out of step with what everybody else is, is, is doing or thinking. Yeah. And that can actually lead to what is an impossible situation, which is that you are in a place where you have the kind of job that's going nowhere you're seeing fewer resources going to the kind of work that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're just in a division or a business unit that is not making making money. Maybe you've become a, what do they say, a cost center rather than a profit center. Mm-hmm. Maybe all those things, if all of that is true, there's not going to be that much you can do to iterate on what you're doing right now to change it. Unless you get to be the one person who gets to shut out the lights at, you know, at the end of the quarter or whatever. I just don't think there's that much improvement opportunity there. It really takes these certain concentric circles of stepping back from what it is that you're doing right now to be able to see the broader picture, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, have you ever worked in places, though, where, like, everybody thinks they know what's going on with the company and they actually have no idea? No idea. idea. I I, I feel like it was like that. That's like most big companies, actually. Everyone has a different perspective and concept of what's going on. Yeah, it's like you you don't even realize that you're in a totally different movie right. than the people who are who are running the company. <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah. You think you think it's going to be you know some kind of noir, <laughs> and, and they're actually doing some kind of like summer bikini movie. Right, <laughs> right, right. I felt that way. I felt that at my that my dot com job where I didn't even realize what a shell game the place was. Right. And so I was thinking like, just thinking about all the fake money that was in the company. And it, it had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the top people were just going to run away with it. Yeah. Right. Like their, their goal and what they're trying to do is completely different than what you're doing down in the trenches. And that's normal. That's like normal in a big company. And you know what? Maybe it's even normal in a small company. Mm-hmm. I think especially in small companies and places in small companies, especially like, <laughs> I, I don't want to be derogatory, but like small, like family owned mm-hmm. or like family run places, you got relatives working there mm-hmm. and like that just becomes so incredibly complicated because, you know, you're sitting there and thinking like, what can, what can we do to reduce costs on this project and get it done more quickly? And what you don't realize is basically there are two people in an office that are arguing about something that happened in 1972. Right. And you have absolutely no control over that. <laughs> and you might sit there and feel really slighted that like you haven't gotten the kinds of raises that you want, but you're not in their movie. And you may not even realize that unless you've gotten the wow, perspective. What a great way to say it, Merlin. I guess we better stop there. Yeah. Like end there before it devolves again. <laughs> Let's button it up. All right. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Yeah.